I'm Loza. I'm Isaias. And this is Light and Love with Loseas, the podcast. We're a young married couple living in Los Angeles. Walking by faith and doing so transparently. Our hope is that this podcast leaves you feeling inspired as we explore matters of light, love, and life. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, you don't realize it yet, but you are in for a treat today. Uh, typically, we don't have guests on this show, and there technically are no guests, but there kind of is because we have someone here who, while she is my wife, she is also <laughs> a future author, and she did not anticipate me talking about this, but here we are. You are... Here, with the future author, who's already wrote one draft of the book of you. Title might change. Welcome. Hi, guys. Again, welcome to the Light and Love podcast. Um, I, again, I just absolutely uh, don't know where these episodes are going to intro. Try to keep you on your toes. Yeah. So, um, I'm Loza. I'm Isaias. And yeah, welcome to episode number four of the Light and Love with Lizaeus podcast. So for those of you guys who are joining us, um, we on the Light and Love podcast typically cover one of three ideas every week, either light, which is something related to spirituality and faith, love, which is self-explanatory, and life, which could be pretty much anything, um, parenting, work, uh Whatever, whatever you call it. Today, you are in for a treat because we are on the topic of light. And uh, we have a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. Yeah, so we were contemplating what we wanted to discuss when we were talking about light. And a conversation that came to remembrance for us is one that's actually played such a pivotal role in our relationship and just my own individual journey. And that was... Um, the book of you, which is how Isaiah introduced this episode. Um, and the reason he, you know, introduced it that way is because I had written a blog post and it's so funny. I went back to look back at, um, this post and it was written back in 2014, which means what? Six, seven, eight, nine, almost mm-hmm. 10 years You've been ago. cooking for a while. Huh? Oh my gosh. Um, by the way, hopefully you guys, I am going to try and hold it together. I'm recovering from a cold, so I'm like praying I don't cough on this podcast. But if that happens, now you know. Um, but yes, so back in the, back in 2014, I had written a blog post that was called The Book of You. And basically the inception of this idea came to me just in prayer when I was kind of thinking about all of the different stories in the Bible and how they're different accounts of men and women of faith. And all of these individuals have had their stories chronicled and basically bound in what we now um, reflect on and know as the Bible. And as I was thinking, I'm like, we know Bible, you know, and scripture to be truths that have been breathed out by God. And if the Holy Spirit is still alive and active and, you know, living and operating in and through us, what makes us think that just because there's nobody quote unquote chronicling our life that there still isn't a story being told of our life? So how do I know there's not a book of Loza like there's a book of Esther or that there's a book of Isaiah like there's a book of John, you know? And as I started thinking about that, I just kept thinking to myself, wow, like if we knew that there was a story being written of our lives, does that change the way that we live it? And 
as I wrote that blog post, I had posted it on Twitter. Isaiah's caught on. For those of you guys that know our story, slid up in my DMs. We started, you know, kind of sharing ideas as to what the book of Isaiah looked like and his particular part that of was, his That was journey. one of the many building blocks for kind of... And we talked about this last week too, but like there were so many elements of it. And sure. that is one of the other pieces. And uh, what... So given that explanation you just gave... Mm-hmm. What does the book of you mean to Loza? What is yeah. what is the what is like what has the book of Loza meant to you? Yeah, so on my own journey. For your own journey. Yeah, so the book of Loza is just a series of not in general generalities. I'm like specifically to you. Yeah, it's a it's a series of asks from God to me, Loza in different parts of my journey as a student, as when when I was a pharmacy student in my love life in every part of who I am. It's always an ask that is usually past my comfort that leads me on an adventure of obedience, trusting God just to discover more, to discover more of myself, to discover more of the purpose that God has for me, to just discover who I, Loza, am, the person that was in God's imagination before he created me. And I'm discovering myself. I'm discovering who I am. And I feel like I'm only able to do that in light of trusting the one who made me, you know. Um, and it's been a journey. It's challenging. It's um, it's basically my way of, you know, and I label everything. And I think labeling, it helps me realize that. You are definitely a labeler. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, li- uh, we, I live and. Which has its pros and cons. Die by this label. Everything's labeled in our pantry. But um, so, the idea that our stories can be romanticized, one, gives us more fuel to like want to live our life with more gusto, more purpose, more intentionality. Um, and it keeps it from being mundane, in my opinion. So, so if I'm hearing you correctly, this discovery has a lot to do with what it means to trust God mm-hmm. in your individual story mm-hmm. and to realize the fullest version of the purpose that God has for Loza. Obviously, it looks different for every single person. Mm-hmm. It's not like a cookie cutter template that everyone can follow in unison. But the point is that when it's all said and done, the book of Loza is going to be the the book of Loza if and only if you truly take the step in trusting God with your story as opposed to trying to craft the story yourself. Yes. And w- while that said, I think that the story can take many forms. And, you know, we'll get into that in this podcast episode, but the idea that, you know, it's not just in my trusting, it could also be in my distrust or my delay. What does or that mean? if God, you know, is calling me to move to Africa or go do something and I choose not to do that. And I choose just Excuse to kind me, of Miss Africa is a continent. Can we be more specific? Rwanda, <laughs> Ethiopia, Tanzania. Um, yeah. I'm African. You can't ask know, me that. But still just trying to, just trying to, Create, establish a status quo for everyone. Sure, sure. So, yeah, let's say he asked me to move to Rwanda or something. Shout out to all our Rwandan listeners, which yeah, I know we got out, some love out. love out there. But um, if he asked me to call, you know, and called me to move out there and I'm like, you know what, I'm not feeling it. I'm really trying to just vibe on this level or stay at this job or do this thing and choose not to do that. That is also something being written of my story. And that. we don't know what the whole purpose of our story is. We don't know what God, what could be the... Be- you know, we don't know when it starts and we don't know when, I mean, we all know when it starts, but we don't know when it ends. We don't right. know when God calls us back home or when, when the story ends for us. So you have to take 
each decision, each measure, each place that you're going with gravity, with purpose, and with intention. And so, yeah, it could be the our, in our trust and in our distrust. So everyone's, so everyone's writing that. a story. It's just what story are you writing? Correct. And I think we all, at least in this in this context, want the version of the the highest and best book of Loza, the book of Isaiah, which is the version that God saw before we ever could. Correct. But to tap into that is kind of, uh, it's not its not always easy. It's not easy, you know. And it's the one that God is writing, right? And when he writes, I think there's a C.S. Lewis quote that I remember. Uh, it says, we're not necessarily doubting that God will do the best for us. We're wondering how painful the best will turn out to be. And I love that quote because I think even in our stories and when we let like God write our stories, it means that he's not afraid to take us on the craziest journey, the ones that press us past our comfort level. Um, but why should we go? Why should we do the crazy though? Why? Why should why we, we? Why should we not just stay on the predictable, which is not necessarily a bad thing? Mm -hmm. Why should we? Why do we have to lean into crazy? Is crazy a prerequisite? Why don't I'll have you share more because I know you have your own version of what the book of you look like. So no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not even speaking about myself, but I'm just. You know, just in, in terms of exploring that idea yeah. for our listeners, like, yeah. does the does following God's way have to mean crazy, in your opinion? Not necessarily. It just means wherever God is willing to lead you. I think a lot of the times, it it's, you know, it just depends on where you are in your spiritual journey, right? If you want everything that God wants for you, then yeah, it may not be crazy because you're willing to answer yes to everything. But if you're at a part in your journey where you're like, mm, God, I'm not quite ready to let go of those things or that's uncomfortable, then yeah, it could sound crazy to you. But inherently behind the crazy, when you peel back the layers and you're looking at it through the lens of a God who cares and loves you and wants the best for you, nothing's really ever really that crazy. Yeah. It's always good, you know, and it, it may not be safe. It may not be comfortable. That's what I mean it by may crazy. Not be those Objective things. from the, from the, yeah. from the perspective of those from the outside looking in, sure. yeah. it might, you're saying it's, it's most likely going to look like the, it could. Yeah, it, it could. could, it could, it could. Yeah. It yeah. could. Yeah. I mean, there's no saying it isn't. You're just saying I'm willing to sign on whether it does or it doesn't. I feel like maybe there's a biblical precedent for that. Like I think the path that God calls people on, at least according to the Bible is one that, that is like, going off the beaten path it's not predictable it's it's the story where you're asking the shepherd boy to fight the giant mm -hmm. you know yeah. it's the story where you're asking the man who has it all and job to to leave everything in his comfort and his health mm -hmm. to to pursue what god wants mm -hmm. you know it's like so in that from that vantage point i think maybe maybe it does seem crazy to the to the to the normal person because mm -hmm. i think part of I'm 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 going off the cuff right now, but Go I think I think a prerequisite of the book of you to trust God means that you have to you have to lay your the trust in yourself at the door and step forward in a arena where you don't know if it's going to work out, you don't know if it makes sense, but, yeah. but you still trust that you're going with someone that you believe has your best interest and has everything in their hands. And you know what? It's not always going to look like you know big grandiose right. gestures you know i know for me in my even in my own personal journey the book of you and i'll just kind of give you guys some background there were so many times and i've kind of touched on this on some instagram posts like i was ready to like quit a job right. or i wanted to stay in a relationship that god did not want me in and 
knowing, you know, the direction he wanted to push me in, it wasn't like a grandiose gesture of mine. It was just me saying, okay, God, I'm willing to trust you here. Like, I'm willing to trust that you know what's best for me and I'm not willing to settle for my version of good because I also don't have the larger vantage point. I also don't see how this could, you know, affect the entirety of my life and the life of all of those around me in the course of history like you do. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just almost as simple and I hate coining it this way as just saying oh you know just saying yes you know to whatever god says and whatever wherever the pin leads you you know however he's writing the story it's willing to like you know sign on to that i think what makes this challenging for most people Mm -hmm. is that most times as humans we tend to naturally pursue the path of least least resistance totally so we don't like we don't like conflict we don't like uh, challenge. We don't like adversity. Hmm. It's the same reason why we don't like going to the gym and totally, killing ourselves yeah. or doing whatever else that might be challenging, even though it could be good for us. Mm-hmm. And I think in the same way, uh, we to, to put ourselves in a scenario where we have to lose our bearings and lose control over a situation and step out knowingly that we don't know where it's going, mm-hmm. I think is always going to create a sense of friction even like you know when we talk in our own personal story i think one thing that's always fascinating to me is that as two people who have subscribed to this idea of living a life that is produced by faith Mm -hmm. at every level that we're at in our our relationship with each other and with god stepping out in faith looks looks different totally what it was like for us stepping out in faith together when we first got married is now in hindsight it's like oh well you know that was that didn't seem baby faith yeah Yeah. but like at the time it felt like it was everything Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and you would think that once you kind of grasp on to this idea of stepping out in faith that you would think it would become second nature but i think what i'm finding for us over time is that it's actually never second nature Mm -hmm. all the, the only benefit that we have is the benefit of knowing that god had us back then and even though the giant looks different now God, that same God is going to show up for us now. Yeah, which is just trusting the character of God, which right. I think is why so many men and women of faith, you know, even in, in the Bible, were able to step out the way that they did. It's not because they knew the outcome. Nobody, we don't know, yeah. you know, um, but they trust the character of the one that's called them. And I think a lot of times in, you know, past, you know, the first point that you made was that, you know, people are... and we're human like we don't like going past our comfort level but it's also maybe we don't have a good enough perception of the one who has called us right we believe that maybe he's withholding from us maybe he's calling us to danger maybe he's he has bad things or he's trying to strip us of our personality but even that but even that like that that, that's true but even that i feel like is the like is the is the side of that point that is like the most uh, is the least optimistic. I think even for those of us who like say, "Oh, we rock with God, we believe." I think even then, I think the version of that what you just said mm-hmm. that seems to kind of creep in, kind of most naturally, is is the one where we're like, "Oh, well, does is God actually here for us?" Not to say that He has the worst for us, but it's like, did He forget about me? Like, am I just right. gonna flounder? Right. Like, did He just kind of like? Put me on cruise control yeah. for a second. You yeah. know, you almost wonder if like you're just not 
kind of top of mind and sure. like if, if you just kind of slip through the cracks yeah. in a sense. Yeah, which would beg to question, do you actually inherently believe that at the core God is actually good and right. God is actually intentional and God is actually faithful? I think our doubt reveals not discrepancies in God's character, but areas where we're not viewing him for the reality of who he actually is fully, you know? It kind of just reveals that maybe we doubt a little bit that he actually maybe is good. Maybe he's good to you, but is he good to me? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it worked for her, but will it work for me? And it's too self-focused versus saying God is good across the board. God is faithful across the board. God is intentional across the board. Um, I've seen it on personal accounts in my journey. I know, I don't know, I, I think it would be cool for you to share some of your particular, you know, yeah, your insight on what this has looked like in a very practical sense in your journey what, as what well. Do you mean, what do you mean by that? In terms of what has the book of Isaiah, where has it led you? What does that look like in your journey? Okay, look, I'm not trying to get into too many details, personal <laughs> details about my own life here. No. Um, yeah. Because I think this has kind of resonated very deeply. Oh, and 100%. Like, and it's such an, like, at the core of your decision well, making. Well, let me tell you what it is about this idea, at least the way I perceived and, like, kind of made sense of it when I heard you first, like, introduce this idea. The thing about the book of said person that kind of registers with me and resonates with me the most is this idea that if the book of Isaiah is the version of the story that where Isaiah walks in line with the purpose that God has for him, then the thing that scares me most is that I could potentially live a life where I don't realize my full God-given potential. Mm. To me, that is that, that yeah. is the scariest possible thing. And like, so like, there's so many different versions of like how we could define success, but I think that is one of them. Where if I don't tap into what God really has for me and I just like end up living a, a mediocre existence that, you know, I, I was too afraid to step out and to really see what God had or just like to really turn the corner and to try something different than what I felt like I could control for myself. Mm -hmm. To me, that feels like the worst possible outcome, right? So why, like, why is that? I don't know if it's the ambitious or like the aspirational or the, the 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 part in me that like wants to do more or to to leave a, a lasting example for those around me or to even just like you know point to this to this idea that like hey there's there's more than just this mm -hmm. you know like i i feel like there's something deeply valuable in that and to each their own mm -hmm. but like to to me the thing that always trips me out is when i see somebody who I know has so much in them and they just they, and they just don't see it and they don't they don't tap into it, mm -hmm. you know? And then, you know, so in the same way, like for me to feel like I'm not really and you know it's impossible to know objectively for yourself, but like to think about there's maybe more that God had for me that mm. I was the limiting factor for mm -hmm. why I didn't do that. That's yeah. that's the part of this idea that like really resonates with me and kind of, you know, keeps me up at night. Yeah, yeah, I know that's very real because, yeah, the last thing you want to do is get to the end of this life just to realize that you made the decisions, you did it your way, and you thought you were maxing out, going full, you know, full throttle, 
just to find out that that was a morsel of the person that God had envisioned Dude. for you to become. But why, like, why are we here at the end of the day? Yeah, you know, that's fair. A good question. Yeah, and like, you know, I think ultimately, if you are someone who is a, a believer in God, then a big part of our purpose is to have relationship with Him mm-hmm. and to point people in a direction where they can also do that. Right? Like, that's that is like. We can't know ourselves unless we know God, right? Mm-hmm. But like within that, it's like what, what what does God want for us? Where does He like what what can we what can we do while we're here? You know? Yeah. yeah. So the, the idea of floundering is I don't know that just seems kind of um, yeah, just kind of wasting time yeah. and living, surviving versus thriving in this life. You know, it's a disservice to yourself and to the people around you because again, I think. And I think oftentimes people will want to discover that and discover purpose and discover all these things and feel like they want to find things that are fulfilling in their life. And I feel like God leaves clues of that within us and the journey that he calls us on, things don't quite make sense. Um, But to try to discover those things without a God to explain the clues, without a God who created you, guiding you. What was that that statement you would always say to that point? It's like you said something about like you know God and then you know you know God then you know yourself uh, like that. Yeah. So we in order to discover even much less our purpose, you have to look up to see God, look in as he reveals to you who you are and then look out and you'll see your purpose. Yeah, and good. that cascade has been tried and true in every account scripturally, in every account for any believer you can't discover purpose without knowing yourself. You can't know yourself without knowing God, you know? And then I love how in all of that, that, it always leads to looking outwards instead of looking inwards. Because I think, I think a lot of times we'll look at purpose as just being about us. Mm -hmm. But I think true purpose, especially when it's aligned with who God has made you to be, is always about the people around us and how we serve them. Yeah, exactly. I've heard it once said before that God's heartbeat is people. And so when he's like, when he's created us, it's with particular talents and skills and things that make us come alive. What moves Isaiah's Tedros is not what moves me. And that's by design because my talents and skills and all these things are designed to, to be of service to somebody on this world, you know? Um, and that's fascinating and terrifying at the same time because the idea that if I were to say no to God, if I were to like take my own route of like figuring things out and trying to do it my way, to think that I could be stifling talents and skills, that I could be stifling purpose and um, an influence and impact on people, that's the part that you know. Okay, so what do you? So what do well. you think? So like obviously in t- in today's world, we're we're in 2023. Mm-hmm. What this is impossible to define. Okay, you already asked me an impossible <laughs> question. It's I'm impossible, get, but I just I'm wanna, getting nervous. I just want to hear how you're gonna think about it. <laughs> what percentage of people who identify as Christian do you think are actually living the book of said person? Um, it's impossible. You don't even have to give me a number, but follow up question. Okay. Why do you feel like most people don't? Because I feel like most people aren't. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like most people aren't. Again, I go back to the equation, right? Look up, 
look in, look out. People aren't able to look out and live empowered because either, you know, we have not come to discover ourselves in light of who God has made us to be, and that's only because we haven't seen God for who he truly is. We're not seeing his character, that he's actually good. So when the things that are inspiring us or moving us or scaring us in the direction of, like, making faith moves shows up, we're afraid to make those moves. You just say it, man. People scared. Yeah. Yeah. Just say that. Yeah, say it. Then I think people are scared, <laughs> I bro. Say it. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I think all of us, myself yeah. included, I, dude, it's like we're yeah. scared. We're all in self-preservation mode. But I, yeah. but the question is, like, how? Because even think about it, like in the in the book of Joshua, mm-hmm. it's constantly saying, "Do not be afraid." Yeah, like yeah, be strong. It's like be strong and courageous. It's yeah, like facing so fears. that yeah. that that communicates that I think we're always going to feel fear, but what are we going to do in light of it? Come on, so somebody, that reminder yeah. is there to point us in the right direction to not be crippled by the fear that is inevitable. Come on, but what do you do even though it's there? Like yeah, your 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 courage is not defined by your lack of fear. It's defined by what you do in spite of it. Right. So totally. So why, so, so, okay, we're all scared is the bottom line is what I'm getting. But like, maybe the better question is why do a lot of us just get stuck in being scared? And that's the question that each person's got to grapple with on their own. Because I think that, that will unlock whether or not you're willing to live out the full maximized version of Yo, y'all, whoever y'all you need are. that full version, man. We need that full version. We need that full version. Of each. I need the full version of Isaiah, of myself, of y'all, whoever you are, the book of you, whatever Everybody, that listen looks to like. Me. Everyone who can hear me right now, I need to read the full book of you. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> if you hear these words, I want to read the full the best version of the book of you. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Listen to the man, folks. Listen uh, to the man. I'm talking to myself too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to the man. I think, yeah, it's a daily decision that we make. I mean, even right now, as we are having this conversation, you know, as we felt the inspiration, and it's not even that we, you know, you know it fully. It's like, the walk of faith is like God. We want, we tread so, we tread it in the right can direction. Can you hear me? Right? It is so scary. <laughs> we tread it in do the you, right direction. Do you hear my voice trembling yeah. right now? It is so scary. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, the but fact like, that we have a mortgage and two kids and we're stepping out in faith and bro, losing stability. Like, bro, I don't know what you think. I don't know what you think about us, man. But we do not have it all figured out. Let no. me be the first person to tell you no, that we are taking it one day but at a time. We really are sticking our necks out on the daily. Yeah, just trusting that God is who he says he is, that he's a provider, so he'll show up. We trust that he's good, so we're going to see what these talents, these skills, these inspirations within us will look like poured out, you know? Um, And as we had mentioned, it's like with, you know, with each level, it just gets a smidge harder, you know? And I think that's the whole point of your faith being fortified. You can't live today on yesterday's bread, bro. Every day requires bread of its own, strengthening mm. of its Come own, on. like mm. seeking the Lord on its own. And if you're not asking the Lord to stretch you, then, you know, what isn't growing dies. That's the nature of life, you know? So, you know what I also think is good about being scared? What's that? Is that it kind of forces you to either lean in to to like looking to God to be like, yo, what's up? I need you. Mm-hmm. 
or just or or just makes you shrivel up and and fade away and into Die. into no one. Yeah, into, into yeah, into oblivion. Um, but like, I think the real like as God continues to take us through these seasons, I think the true like measure of someone who's really tapped into their book of view is that even when they get to the part of the story when everything is flying, you still at the core know you need God. So bad. Oh, totally. I think that's the part about me that I'm. I'm. I'm part. I'm. I'm in the yeah. part of the story where I'm still working out the kinks. Where because I know if I started flying really high tomorrow, <laughs> Gotta man, I, I'll be lucky if I if I tapped into my prayer session. But when, in the seasons where I really don't know where things are going, you best believe I'm checking with God on the regular. So maybe that means that my uh, maybe my character is still being formed because. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's human nature. I don't know, but yeah. I think that's a good aspect of it. If I were to find a positive sign or positive side of, you know, just being scared, man. Yeah. But that's that's but that's an important part of the story. Like when you when you watch your favorite movie, the story would not be what it's supposed to be unless your protagonist went through some real adversity and fear. Uh-huh. You wanna you wanna see your main character kind of feel shook but then the reason why you love your main character is because despite all of that he still rose he or she rose to the occasion to do what they were supposed to do you know what i always think to myself like in the book of loza i imagine with like my eyes closed i'm like they're probably like like rows and rows of angels chilling back popcorn just watching the story rooting for me in moments of adversity i know i'm so cheesy but it helps me so much because i'm like just just to confirm you are (laughs) Just in case there's yeah. any questions. I am very cheesy, but you know why? Like either rooting for me or like really just watching the show, you know, watching whatever God is doing and then getting to the parts where, you know, even I like go back to the book of Job regularly when I think of like the book of you and I'm like, even in all of the adversity that man, you know, faced, losing his family, losing his life stuff, all of those things, like he never knew what the whole point of his story was. He didn't know what the narrative that God, the author, right, the director was trying to tell. But his only requirement was to take each moment in obedience, oh, was man. to honor God because oh, you don't gosh. know what God's trying to do in your story. They're not ready for and that. And what you don't want to do not ready. Not ready. is even in those moments, the idea that like, I always tell myself, Loza, what if this is the whole point of your story? Like if God were to tell me like, you know, I'm having a really tough test and he wants to see whether or not I'm going to be excellent in studying, right? As a student, I would tell myself, you don't know if you're going to die tomorrow. What if how excellently you study for this test is the whole point of your story? And that's the lesson that will be told of the the book of Loza, that she was diligent to every detail, you know? And because we don't know what God is telling, like, I think it's just so imperative that yeah, we just submit ourselves to a yes at every corner, big and, you know, big or small, um, and just trust that something good is being written. Um, I often will go back to also a quote by Mother Teresa, and I've quoted this to Isaiah earlier this week. I love how she says, I am a small pin in the hand of a writing God, leaving a love letter to the world. Mm. And the idea that, like, we may not know the full breadth of what God has envisioned for us. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, all that he, you know, has imagined or prepared for us. And we know that he's a God that wants to give us a hope and a future. So we rest going back on the idea that we're not going to lean on our own understanding. 
will acknowledge him. And before we know it, this path of ours will be straight. I, you know what I'm I mean? I'm so glad you mentioned that Proverbs 3, 5. Because mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that. And I think that is so critical to tying all this together. Because like when we acknowledge God in all of our ways, it doesn't matter the twists and turns that we're inevitably going to take. It's like, it's, it's, it's embedded in the story. It's going to yeah. have, you're definitely going to go left and right. Mm-hmm. But if you really do acknowledge him and trust him in all mm-hmm. of your ways, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, he's going to make our path straight. Yeah. Like, so like, so that, that just means you have to be okay with the fact that your story has a, a, uh, what is it? It's like, um, gosh, I'm like blanking out. But what are the different parts of, of like story structure? Like a plot twist? No, no. But like it's the uh, conflict resolution, cl- conflict climax resolution. It's like mm-hmm. you're definitely going to be going all the different places. Sure, but ultimately, yeah. he's going he's gonna to bring it together in one way, shape, or form. And it's going to be a masterpiece. Yes. Better the pen in his hand than in your own. And when it's all said yeah. and done, you, I think we all will look back and feel good about the fact that we went for it, and, and by that I mean trusting God with our lives, mm-hmm. as opposed to just holding back and wondering what if. What yeah. if I did trust God in this way? Come on, yeah. You know? Yeah. And that being said, as Isaiah came to talk to the listeners, I'm tuning in to check in with y'all and let you know Keep and ask down. y'all. Keep your voice down, though. Keep your voice down. Oh, you yeah, you're right. Yeah, I got to make it a little jazzier, yeah. don't I? Yeah. Are you going all in? Mm-hmm. Are you all in? You heard the lady. Are you all in? Yeah. Are we so, all in? I sure hope so. Let's do it. I like it. Yeah. Anyways, that. Do we have anything else is to say? This week's episode did for we, you guys. Did we say everything we were intending? I think that's everything about? that's on my heart. I, I I think the only other thing I really want to talk about is our sponsor. Um, <laughs> this episode sponsor. is sponsored by none other than Tedros Team Realty, a real team in Los Angeles, present for all of your buying, selling, and investing needs. Now, are you out of state? No problem, because we are well connected and can help you find a trusted realtor that we've vetted in your city. We've done it many a time, and our clients have been extremely happy. Connect with Tedros Team on social media at T H E O D R O S Team, or email or text us. And if you guys want the details to everything that he just noted, it will be in the show notes. And as always, thank you guys for tuning in. If you liked or even loved today's episode, obviously y'all know what to do. Hit that, smash that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button. As they say on YouTube. (laughs) Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or the review on Spotify. And then obviously share it with everybody you know. Your mama, your sister, your friends. You don't know who wants to listen to light and love with loseus and so hit that share button um i was at a function uh a couple of days ago and mm-hmm. i met some new people and the podcast came up and i was very surprised at how randomly supportive people are of yeah, my, y'all our rock, podcast. Actually, you guys are amazing thank y'all for tuning in for all of those of you that have reached out to us encouraged us left reviews um we're encouraged because i feel like we have these conversations and we want to create a space of transparency and the fact that you guys are rocking with us despite you know not just despite our transparency but especially in you know recognizing it and still um commending us for it yeah that's that's real love so thank you guys we for appreciate that. you guys we feel the love and we are 
excited about all the things to come. This this is like, look, I, I told you guys this the first episode. I have been the rate-limiting step for Loza in all of this because she's been wanting to do this. But like, I feel like now that we're kind of in the flow of it, I really think that, you know, God's up to something. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so. For those of y'all that want to encourage us to get better equipment, we're trying to get some good camera, eventually put this thing up on YouTube. That takes time. We want to make sure we're doing it excellently. As y'all know, uh, we won't do it if it ain't right 100%. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Crossed, eyes dotted. Um, we do have a donor box, so if you do want to send a donation, feel free to do hey. so. Um, but yeah, that's all we got. Be sure to subscribe to us on the socials, all of these What's your notes. Instagram? What's your Instagram handle, girl? Oh. You don't know what it is. It's light and love life, and Isaiah, yours is. Uh, I would have appreciated if you flirted with me a bit when you. Oh, okay, baby. What's your handle? It's (laughs) at i s a y a s. That's my first name, Isaiah. T h e o d r o s. Okay, that'll also be on the show notes. So, um, we appreciate you guys. We'll catch you next time. Peace.